hey, I have a question. Uh, welcome to the no spin dash zone. I thought you. God damn it. <laughs> you thought it. You thought I had a, a question, but it was actually the intro. Hi, I'm Isaiah. For, like a terrible, terrible question that had already been answered 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm joined by uh, two other people. No, he's not. Introduce us. Okay, so one, so one of them is Steven. Hi. And the other is Charlie. Hi. Uh, yeah, so um, we played Sonic Boom Fire and Ice for the Nintendo 3DS. Wait. Yeah. I thought we were playing Fire and Ice on the NES. <laughs> I thought it was weird that we'd be covering a Tecmo game from that <laughs> old before, I, like, Sonic, but, like... Can I, I tell you, <laughs> when you said, wait, I thought we were playing, I actually, like, a, a, a part of me panicked. <laughs> Welcome to the most shit show intro we've had so far, where no one communicated their bits and everyone was flabbergasted. <laughs> What is... Oh, boy. Okay. So this is this is the sequel to the 3DS Sonic Boom game, Shattered Crystal. Yeah. And it feels more connected to the cartoon than the last one did. Yeah, considering it came out after the cartoon did. Yeah, and there's, like, a, a couple little callbacks here and there. I mean, and then the yeah. writing in general is more consistent with from what I've seen of the show. Yeah. But you also get to like see more writing compared to like even Rise of Lyric. Yeah, Rise of Lyric did not have a lot of writing. It just occasionally had text boxes that explained the basic controls to you. Yeah, it did have. I mean, it had it had people being angry at Sonic. Well, that I mean that was the most important part of the writing, but I really don't think it drove <laughs> home the idea of the cartoon exactly. That's true. So what's this game about, Charlie? <laughs> it's about fire and, and ice. <laughs> and on to the next segment. All right. No. So that, uh, that was a good section of the docket, but we're done now. <laughs> three minutes in and we're already a third through <laughs> No, tell us about the story. It's interesting because, I mean... I'm trying to recall, but I'm looking at a plot, and now my brain is like, hey, which way do I go? But, I mean, there, I mean, Eggman appears to be the main villain. Like, there's no, there's no like, other main antagonist. Well, that's not maybe technically true. I mean, I mean from the from the jump, it, it's just Eggman. Yeah, but you look at the... Do I have the box near me? I, I can look up the box art as well, oh, actually. Oh, wait, cause... I have, like, the freaking game page. Oh, yeah, because you can see, like, this little robot, which kind of looks like kind of Orbot, Cubot style, but, like, with a little bit of that boom flare. So it yeah. makes me think that he might be the main villain, but he's just a little robot you see roaming around, and he controls the bosses you fight, but he doesn't really do much, at least at the beginning. All, yeah, you are kind of chasing him down. All, all you know is that, like, there are these fire nice fissures appearing all over, like, you know, the map or whatever in the land, as it were. They're like the goal rings of this game. Yeah, yeah. like it, there's not these weird machines like you would have in um, the in a uh, shattered crystal. Shattered crystal. Like there's actually a reason. And but yeah, they're, they and I guess that's where you get your fire and ice powers. Like it's kind of a blink and you miss it moment, and they kind of just shrug past it because like you know you have it. That's the gameplay thing. Go on with it. Yeah, yeah the initial cutscene. Like, you turn on the game, I think you pick a save slot, and then it just shoots you into a cutscene. And that cutscene is Sonic and Amy are like, Wow, we sure are setting up a Tails invention! What? And then Amy slams it into the ground with a hammer, and then shit gets wild, and Sonic and Amy, like, Sonic lights on fire, and Amy turns into ice, and then a bunch of shit falls on them. Yeah. And then Sonic jumps up and melts the shit, and then Amy solidifies it again, and then it hits the ground, right. just like it would have either way. And then they're like, wow, we have powers. And I was like, wait, they didn't know they... They acted very quickly while being covered in fire slash ice. They just... For they people just who get, didn't know they could do this. They get powers within 45 seconds and are already used to it, like, immediately. Yeah, it's... It's so weird. There's no surprise. It made me think that they were going to explain, like, wow, these things Tails made for us sure are convenient. But then they were just like, hey, isn't it crazy that we have superpowers now? 
And then Tails is like, those will be great for doing the thing that I don't think we actually knew we had to do before we started doing it. It was just like they already yeah. were like investigating, like I guess we're closing them. And I, I, I don't care because everything is straightforward and you get to the game and like it's... So I guess another thing with the cutscenes is that they are like, I mean, cutscenes in Sonic games at this point have come a long way. They're not even like visual novel style anymore. Like there's yeah. more dynamic camera angles and the models are moving more. There's actual like dialogue. It's the same as it would be for a console Sonic game at this point. Yeah, it's I do think great. though the cut the cutscenes are paced better than they were on say the GameCube. Yeah. Like, like the actual cinematography of Sonic cutscenes is improved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it helps that these cutscenes are clearly inspired by the cartoon. Yeah. Or at least that's that's the, the vibe I got. Because the characters are kind of just, like, standing there talking to each other at, like, this three-quarters view <laughs> so that you can see everybody and they're just clowning. Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. And in this game, Eggman is also just straight up, like, a cartoon villain. I don't know if he's exactly the Eggman from the cartoon or not, but I could easily see him being that, because he... The, the way he enacts his bad deeds in this game seems pretty, like, here's the shitty thing I'm doing for the episode that you'll finish in less than 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, I mean, the... the it feels like an episode of the TV show. Yeah. yeah. And it, I in a way that I like. I not want it any other way. Other than and I will more, say I, a game, more games. I will say yeah. in the TV show, it would at least take a couple minutes for them to get fire and ice powers. They yeah. do get it immediately, and it's so casual that like uh, once once they meet up with Tails, Tails is like, "Hey, I'm gonna hit a button on our communicator." Uh, oh, and, that scene was like. And, and now <laughs> okay. I have fire and ice powers too. Like I just. He said. He said. I believe he said that he's going to update the firmware, and then I should have fire and ice powers too. And it's like. Tails that's not is what a robot. Means. He goes. Now we've all got fire and ice powers. That is not firmware. Does not translate like <laughs> magical alien technology. Or whatever. Oh, but the in the future, we'll is. all be updating our firmware. But yeah, so the the reason <laughs> they have these powers. Don't cyberpunk me. Which is the the. This is a reason that makes sense to a TV show where we just don't really have time to care that much about it. I mean, um, I don't really give a shit about it as a gameplay me, mechanic. It's just. Me neither. But like the narrative reason is they closed up the the. Um, Fissures. The fissure. Fissure. Yeah. But like it, the energy that was released interacted with the communicators on their wrist, which, which just well, feels they, a little bit too happenstance. They didn't get the power from closing the fissure. The fissure opened up after they put Tails' weather machine or whatever oh, it was okay, in yeah. there, and then after it opened, they got their powers. And the opening is what made those ice, like I don't know, ice boulders fall. And yeah. then they deal with that, and then they close the fissure. So my understanding was that they didn't even know the fissures were going to happen until after this segment. So, like, all the fissures popped at once, they got fire and ice powers, and now they're trying to fix it? Yeah. Well, but also, we do see in another cutscene, sometimes fissures just open up. So it's not necessarily all at once, but it is something well, that's going on. Well, yeah, but I just mean to say that, like... Things got fucked up simultaneously. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't think they had any information about this other than that the weather was getting weird. Yeah. And that's actually something I like about that is that as soon as you start up the first stage of the game, you're in an ice level, which is kind of neat because Sonic games usually have the ice level near the end. Yeah. And since this is a sequel, it's like kind of fun that they changed that up, and most people will have probably played the previous game and many other Sonic games, I'd imagine. Yeah. So you're getting this experience that's a little more fresh than say just another like bland green area or beach area I to definitely be fair that is like the second area <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I wasn't too impressed by that I but am you, like, I, I like the beginning right off the bat I definitely felt better about this game that it immediately was like we're not putting you in a beach level yeah beach level or grass level both are very common at the beginning yeah. of Sonic games and I'm like okay with that but like I don't know I'm, I'm a little I'm a little bored by it at this point it was like an oh cool moment right yeah yeah, and it feels thematic, you know, that's where they teach you that if you use your fire powers, you can melt blocks and shit, so that's fun. Yeah. I, I will say, the little robot is apparently named D-Fect, like <laughs> D-Fect, but spelled that's with a pretty K. That's pretty good. Um, uh, Sticks called it Adorabot 3000. Yeah, and, and she tried to, like, abduct him or something. 
Yeah. Of the ducks. Tried to keep him as a pet. The the uh, interaction that they had was actually very funny. I don't remember the specifics, but the delivery of the voice acting, like the comedic timing, was extremely good. Oh yeah, that was yeah. that was really good. I'd say the voice work in this in general is very solid. Yeah. I think every character's like vibe came through better than it ever does in other Sonic games. <laughs> yeah. I think Sonic Boom, like these three games, were around the era where I was really like starting to appreciate Roger Craig Smith. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was a yawn. That, uh, yeah, that was noticed. unrelated to your enthusiasm. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Craig Smith. Oh, who's next? <laughs> I mean, listen, I do prefer Jason Griffith, but like, we're we're past that. Also, I we know who. Also, Roger Craig it, Smith is no longer his voice. In my but, yeah, head, was... like Roger Craig Smith is just Boom Sonic specifically. Yeah, you know, that's like that's, that just makes that's sense the best to way to think about it. He had two two games before Boom, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he had. Yeah, but like. Well, I'm I'm just making sure because I don't know the the timeline as well as you do. He started in Free Riders, that game that we totally played. Oh yeah. Okay, then he had three uh, games. Okay, because we're, had... we're not pretending that we played it. We're just pretending that it wasn't on the list. <laughs> yeah. He had Free Riders and then Colors and then uh, Generations. Yeah, because Colors and Generations were what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I knew that I knew there was a voice actor change in Colors, but I couldn't remember if there was another quote-unquote mainline game between that yeah. and and now. The boom writing just fits him, probably because it's better than. The well, game I mean, writing. even <laughs> even the Sonic Colors like writing feels cartoony. It just wasn't as well put together. I think. Right. Yeah. I, I do appreciate the evolution in uh, Sonic game comedy because there is definitely a, a progression from colors, which was jokes were constantly falling flat, to like Lost World, where it was so much better. And now I think Boom is generally more wins than losses in terms of comedy. I, I think it's interesting to refer to that as an evolution, though, because this is an entirely different team, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I believe Boom was, was made by a separate company. So my assumption is, like, either A, their writing team literally was just the writers from the cartoon. Yeah. Or B, the writing team was specifically taking cues. So I think that it's, like, you just prefer cartoons to, like, someone <laughs> who does video games pretending they can make a cartoon. Well, but I think, I mean... Sonic Colors and Lost World were definitely trying to be cartoons. Lost World much more successfully. I'm, I don't know, man. It was slightly funnier, but like the the Deadly Six are not great. The Deadly Six are all bad. Well, five yeah. of them are bad. No, I mean they're all evil. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. But, <laughs> all right. Uh, should we should we move on? The game is the same as last time. The only difference that I could find in the like primary gameplay was that when you do Sonic's air dashes, it doesn't stop you once you reach the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know the best way to put it, because even in the previous game, you could still move left and right after you dashed. But yeah. it would like hold you in the air for a second, and then you'd drop, and then you'd be able to fully maneuver your character in midair. In this game, you maintain a lot of momentum, so you can use air dashes as an alternative to spin dashes if you want to just build speed really quick. There's also uh, there's there's a limit on how many times you can up dash, right? Okay, there was always so one. yeah, we talked about this last time, yeah. and you said that you just had to fall a lot. That was not the case. I like went in and <laughs> tested it. You were you're an insane person. Listen, <laughs> you, I could be the, I could be wrong without being insane. Though you tried to gaslight me, the way it works <laughs> is that Sonic can dash horizontally twice. Yeah. You can dash upwards once, and if you dash downwards, you go to the ground, no matter how long the dash takes. Mm -hmm. And then also, you can double jump after a jump, and then you get an additional jump after each dash. So, if you wanted the like optimal amount of vertical movement, it would be jump, double jump, up dash, double jump, dash right, double jump, dash right, double jump. Okay. And you can actually use that to get to areas you're not even supposed to be able to, if you're doing it properly. Which I support. Uh, so, the the main new mechanic of this game is the fire and ice uh, system. Yeah. Charlie, did you have something? 
Uh, I mean, no, go ahead. I was going to talk okay. about some like slight differences, but like we can probably get to those. Yeah, later. we. I mean, we we could definitely talk. I there are a lot of subtle differences in this game. I think. Yeah. Um, it's it's very clearly the same like the same base engine, but with a lot of like fine tuning. Hmm. Um, it's it seems like the physics were tweaked a little bit, but it's still got like the when you take damage you rewind. The rewind points seem a little more generous now though. Yeah. Um I also think it, it takes long like it takes longer from once you're finished rewinding to when you can start moving again. Um which prevents the issue that I had that neither of you two had where I would like not register taking damage and walk immediately into the danger again. Yeah, you would just be like holding right, and then you'd be like, why did I die? <laughs> Which, in like other Sonic games, you would be holding right, and you would just completely die and have to go back to a checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good video. So, um, the Fire <laughs> and Ice system is like a... a it, it's a system in which you can quick swap between the two states. You can either be in Fire mode or Ice mode. Um... And you can hit L and R to, to switch between the two, and that makes you interact with specific level objects differently. Uh, there are water blocks that if you're in ice mode, they'll freeze, and then there are ice blocks that if you're in fire mode, they'll melt, and you can pass through them. Mm -hmm. uh, and w it's it's a pretty simple system, but especially when, when you're in the more fast-paced sections of the game, where it sort of becomes this... Um, like quickly reacting to the environment by switching to the appropriate uh, state uh, honestly feels pretty good to pull off. Yeah, it's a really interesting way to implement, like, a way to enhance, like, the speed mechanics because the last game didn't feel like it was trying to make you fast, but I feel I like this mechanic disagree. did it just put it more, especially since the levels feel more linear and less maze-like. Yeah. And that's definitely there true. are some sections, like, later on in the game, you might find, like, these, like, they're water spouts that are like arcing, so you can you do a cool little grind on them when you freeze those. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah there's lots of fun little animation here and there's. I, I do think though that the previous game had plenty of an emphasis on speed if you were playing a Sonic, just because of how the air dashing works. You can avoid so many obstacles just by dashing over them properly. Yeah, but well, I feel like the direction that you were supposed to go wasn't as clear, so it would. I, I was less inclined to go fast, is guess what I'm saying. Like not to say that doesn't happen in this game, but like this game it feels it definitely feels more like you go right, but you can go up or left to go look for the collectibles. Yeah, I feel I like think the first game was very much like a the first time you play through the stage you have to play through it slowly or else you'll miss something. Whereas this game you can play through it pretty quickly as long as you pause occasionally to go in a different direction. I think that the key thing that's actually different here has less to do with the stage design and more to do with the fact that you can look at the map in this game and you'll see the entire map before having even played the level, that's whereas true. in the previous game you had to uncover the map. That yeah. is true, yeah. But generally speaking, I think it was pretty clear where the primary path was in the previous game. There were, there were a couple times where that was not the case. Well, for example, most of the secrets are just if you walk past the inner beam slingshot, there's a secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're just going the easiest path, usually you'll you'll get there pretty fast either way. But I mean, I think that no matter how you handle the map system, you're going to take the stage a little slower to begin with just because you're new to the stage. And I think yeah. that's how most Sonic games work previously anyway, because I found that even though I have plenty of experience with Sonic games, if I try to do a stage fast at the beginning, I'm just going to die, and it's not going to be as fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they both want you to play the stage quickly eventually, because both games have a, a reward for doing so. And like a legitimate reward, not just a number or letter. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I think the, the Fire and Ice system helps uh, like intrinsically reward the feeling of going quickly. By like, if you, if you react quickly, then... Uh, like, you don't have to take as long to, to go through a specific section. And so it can feel good to, like, try to minimize the time that it takes to, to get through the stage. I, I still think that that was present in the previous game. I think the bigger thing for me that made it more encouraging to go fast, even on the initial run-through, was just a few different collectibles that you have to accomplish the task quickly to get them. Yeah. 
Whereas in the previous game, you were never directly rewarded for speed until the very end of the level. Yeah. This so I think that I, I think that's maybe where the disconnect come from, comes from is the lack of constant rewards for momentum, as opposed to the the previous game where it was just you get one reward at the end and it's based on the overall time. Yeah. Mm. Well, and the other thing is this game added uh, like challenge huts, where each level has a, has an optional section you can go through that has its own loading zone, and it's just a a much harder micro level. Yeah. Um, and that's where, honestly, that's where I think the using fire and ice to avoid taking as long, uh, or tr- trying to minimize the time it takes to get through a section, mm-hmm. that's where that shines the most, because there will often be, like, a uh, an obstacle following you. Yeah. So you have to move a certain rate uh, and then interact with the fire and ice mechanics uh, as successfully as possible within yeah. what's basically a time limit. There is and not that always a, feels a, really, really good a time limit. It's just like a lot of precise platforming. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that the wall never moves as fast as you will just naturally. Yeah. Because the only reason you don't move fast through levels in the main stage is that you're kind of looking here and there for secrets. Mm-hmm. If, if the whole level, if, if every level were just the race levels that show up later on in the game, just like in Shattered Crystal, yeah. if the whole game was that, then you would be going just as fast regardless of how the design works because yeah. you knew that there weren't secrets to find. And well, in the challenge room, you know there's no secret. There's yeah. only one thing. So it's just, yeah. why not do it quickly, you know? It does, it does feel very good to zoom through the challenge rooms. And I'm sure if I ever replayed a stage, it would feel very good to zoom through those stages as well. I can't confirm. It does. Yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe the only um, the only time I might not feel that way is when the stage uh, really wants you to play as Amy, just because her specific mechanic is very slow. Well, if you use the run button, she can uh, still get around pretty fast. She's not the only one that kind of requires a little slowdown. I I don't know if any of you have played as Tails, but they gave him a new ability where he has like a laser that you have to ricochet off of like certain. Like off of mirrors to destroy certain blocks. So I'm gonna tell you what I did instead of ricocheting my laser off of mirrors, is I just jumped and fired, uh, and then jumped again so I wouldn't hit the spikes. And yeah, I just, same here. I just skipped the mirrors entirely. I Which, never once hit a mirror. I, I actually really like that you can do that because yeah. it definitely feels exploitable by design. <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> It because he okay so and the first time it happened I was like I don't think I actually learned this mechanic you wanted me to learn, and the next couple times I was like I've decided not to learn this mechanic. <laughs> it makes it feel like fast and fun and like you're breaking the rules and that's cool because that's it's, a very Sonic thing to do. It also feels very dangerous because like it's you have to be way closer to frame perfect, you know. I mean, it's nowhere near frame perfect, but I get what you mean. Like, you're in danger as opposed to the previous version of the puzzle, which is just sit still for a second. Yeah. It's a a high-risk, high-reward, but the Mm. reward is it doesn't take very long. You can do a a somewhat similar thing with Amy, where if you do the jumping hammer when you land, it counts as a hammer hit. So um, Amy's particular gimmick in this game is that when she swings her hammer, it can interact with certain items. For the most part, they are these columns that will either go up and down. Uh, like uh, They will either go up or down when she hits them. So you have to hit them to get to certain places or to open a pathway. But if you do the jumping hammer, it's a little faster than doing just a standing hammer. You're talking about like her, what's essentially her stomp, right? Well, yeah, just the things that you have to hit with your hammer to make them... You just, no, no, okay, you just kind of have to hit I'm, next to them. You don't actually have to hit them themselves. It's just kind of like a quake effect. Well, but what I mean is the... And I'm not talking about the down attack. I'm talking about just like the air attack where she spins around. Oh, you can, you can oh, do any, okay. of her, any of her hammer moves will interact with these pillars. So you can just do the fastest one and then get through them pretty efficiently. Like initially, I didn't want to play as anyone besides Sonic. But when I got used to using the run button as Amy... It didn't feel too bad to switch back and forth between different characters. All right. I I will say switching between characters is much slower in this game, but it's also less confusing because I no longer have to memorize which button corresponds to which character. Yeah. Is it actually any faster? I don't uh, think it's... Well, so... Or sorry, any slower, rather. 
Well, so so now instead of hitting a button on the D-pad to to quick swap, uh, and I think it actually stops you moving in place in the first game. Um, well, it's, yeah, I thought it did too. I, I think it's the same animation even. It's just like a little sparkle effect, and then you switch to the character. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the same here. But now uh, when you hit the D-pad. Uh, you basically go through a menu that overlays on top of the screen, and you can move while while navigating this menu. Um, but it takes it takes a couple seconds for you like your selection to take effect. In order As to it, did you, you ever did you ever use the bottom screen to select your character? Oh yeah, no, not one time. Uh, but you I, knew you could do. I it, did right? use the bottom <laughs> screen though. I just <laughs> always want to have the map there, so it's yeah, just like same. I kind of just bite the bullet and switch screens, but like. <laughs> That's what happens That's, when you have five characters in only four directions. Yeah. I do think there could have been a more elegant way to do it. What I would have liked is if... The, so, the, the 3DS... Was, like, with left and right yeah. or something? Well, that's basically, like, or how... Heck, you could it, even just, like, well... I would say, like, just have the D-pad select the characters you're not playing as, but that would kind of be weird once you switch around, because... Yeah. Well, but it, it can do that anyway, because you can use the D-pad to select your character if you don't want to use the bottom screen. That's what Isaiah does. I mean, I yeah. guess you could have Sonic be the default replacement, but, like, the other characters have a specific direction. Well, what I was thinking was you just don't bring in all five characters. Like, you could just pick three characters to bring with you. You select your loadout. Yeah. Uh, and, I like, guess... <laughs> You know, the thing is, the, is that I've stages, noticed that you don't really need the other characters as much. Exactly. Like, the stages yeah. only ever require you to use a couple characters besides Sonic. Yeah. So why not just let you pick or have stages be character-specific? Like, that's that's worked for Sonic games before. And the bosses kind of do that, actually. Yeah. So it's not even like they're against the idea of things being character-specific. So I feel like it would have been more convenient to just only give you three characters per level and have you always be able to play as Sonic. Yeah. Especially since I found myself, you know how you can switch between Fire and Ice with LNR? Yeah. I, I constantly was hitting LNR to switch characters because it's the fast <laughs> way to change a thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this doesn't do what I want it to. Well, and I, I want to say I really like that this game goes, yeah, so you have five characters and then two, like, states, which are not characters. And so you sort of have two axes of, like, gameplay custom customization. I think that's giving it quite a bit of credit just because <laughs> it's not like a mix and match thing where yeah. Fire Sonic is different from, like, Fire Amy in the ways that Ice Sonic and Ice Amy are different. Like, it, it's the exact same character still, it's just there's one kind of block in the game that interacts with, like, <laughs> each version of the mechanic. That is true, but I do, I just, like, I'm a fan of it conceptually, I guess. I kind of wanted more from it in that way. Yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily disappointed with how it worked, but when I saw that you were able to switch back and forth, I was like, oh, it would be cool if you know Sonic has different fire abilities and whatnot, but he doesn't. I yeah. do actually 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's mostly just like when you see a block, hit the button yeah. if you need to, yeah. and I that's mean, fine. You can also apply a freezing effect when you attack enemies, but like it doesn't really do anything because they explode a little bit afterwards anyway. Yeah, It's, it's just not, aesthetic, it's not yeah. like the ice beam in like Metroid. Right. Uh, it doesn't. It's not like certain. Well, actually, I could be wrong, but I don't think there are any enemies that are more affected by one or the other. No, it's it's really weird because the enemies don't seem. I mean, there's first of all, the Ener Beam is only used for grappling hooks now, so there's no enemies with that shield, and there's no like tougher enemies. They're like, oh, let me switch to Knuckles to do that. So like, there's almost no reason to find Knuckles unless you want to dig. So his punching is like kind of moot at this point. Uh, well, it's the same as like every other character. But yeah, it's just every everyone felt like they had them. just a little bit more purpose in the last game, and I don't know if that was offset by introducing Amy or they just decided to streamline things a little bit more in favor well, of the Sonic speed, as it were. And I think I think the flip side is while everyone felt they had more utility in the first game, in this game, I feel like you have more, like, you have more control over what character you're playing at a given yeah. time. And honestly, I yeah. guess that kind of makes up for the fact that the switching is a little bit more difficult to do. Yeah, you just won't be doing it as often. Yeah, although that is definitely true. I did just remember something while Lost in Thoughts is that uh, the 3DS has uh, two other left and right buttons, but like I don't think a lot of games use them. I'd call uh, them only, triggers, but they're not really triggers. It's just ZL and ZR. Those. Is it only the new 3DS? I could have sworn yeah, the regular 3DS Yeah, it's only the new one. It. Okay. 
Yeah, the new I was 3DS thinking about it too. Has uh, two extra shoulder buttons and also an extra a circle pad. That's okay. Yeah, so my thinking was on a better, or not better, but like I guess more modern control scheme. Yeah. You could have like L2 and R2 be your character switch and then L1 and R1 be your oh, fire and ice switch. I could have yeah. sworn it had the other ones. I think there was an add on that you could get for the 3DS. You could, the, but like. Yeah. But that's not really. I don't think most people would be expected to have that. Yeah, it's really kind of dumb anyway. Um, I found touching the characters select menu to be just fine because I mostly I mean, didn't I did need too. the map. <laughs> well, I mean, I just wasn't using the map after like a first run through a level, mm -hmm. and yep. during a first run through a level, I'm not trying to go fast, so I don't need to quickly switch characters. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about the fire and ice, I guess we could talk about like the little tweaks they've done to the other level types. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Steve they've... mentioned there are races. And, it, and, like, they... Instead of just fighting your friends or just other characters, it's just... Eggman literally just abducts, abducts you and forces you to race one of the robots and you do, like, a three-lap circuit type thing. That's right. Yeah, this specifically was what I was referring to when I said Eggman is just kind of, like... A, this is the dastardly thing I'm doing for the episode villain. Yeah. Oh, it's like Sonic Shuffle. Well, it's like Sonic CD, too. Because in previous entries, Eggman would do these things that were incredibly fucked up. Like, he'd blow up the moon and, like, threaten to destroy the planet if people didn't give him, like, the Chaos Emeralds or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. he does all of these obscene things. But then also, occasionally, he does weird shit that just makes it seem like he's confused and doesn't have solid goals or motivations. Like, <laughs> building a robot that looks like Sonic to race Sonic down a raceway that he has designed for Sonic and the robot to run down. But this doesn't actually hurt anybody. Like, yes, Metal Sonic, like, tries to kidnap Amy or something. But, like, Stardust Speedway is very confusing conceptually because all it serves to do is, like, attack Sonic's pride. <laughs> and it seems like a lot of resources went into what basically amounts to shit talk from Eggman. I don't I know. I feel like a lot of the levels in Sonic CD are weird misuse of resources, like wacky workbench. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at, exactly. Like, Eggman does these things that seem confusing for a man that's supposed to clearly be, like, imposing and intimidating. But this iteration of Eggman is very clearly like a cartoon villain, so it makes more sense that he's just like, I'll beat you in a race, you bastard. And then he just gets in like a robot suit and like puts Sonic next to him, and he's like, all right, now run as fast as you can. And then when Sonic beats him, he's like, I, I missed. I think the bit that gets me about Stardust Speedway narratively is that Eggman has a kill laser that if it touches you, you just die. And, and he, he chooses not to shoot you with it. <laughs> he goes, He goes. and if you're really bad at racing Metal Sonic, you'll get hit by it. No, yeah. I will never use this again. It's, it, it, it's, it's this, I don't know, like, <laughs> cognitive disconnect, but I feel like that disconnect isn't present here because it's clearly a cartoon, so I'm, yeah. I'm more okay with, like, the video game logic of, we're going to race, it <laughs> but it's, like, not... It did feel very strange that Eggman was just like, I'm going to kidnap Sonic and make him race me, and if he wins the race, I'll unkidnap him. Like, yeah, it'll just it's be not fine. even. It's yeah. not even like you. It, it's not like Sonic escapes. Right. <laughs> like, you, you're in a closed <laughs> circuit, and then you just get to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but. I, I kind of miss the old version of the stages just because there was more to, like, anticipate versus just doing yeah. the same thing over and over, and then. It doesn't really use the fire and ice that much. Like, it might use one of each in a given yeah. circuit. I think it would have been cool if each lap changed how you had to use fire and ice. That yeah. would be well, nice. So there, there is a bit where, like, if you collect all the rings on lap one and then make a mistake in lap two, lap three, you have no rings, so you can't make a mistake again. But also, well, yeah, like, but... just don't. <laughs> the rubber banding also doesn't feel as intense as it did yeah. in the last game. Yeah, if you if you're in the lead in lap one, it's already over. Well, that and then if Eggman is in the lead during lap one, it's very difficult to catch up with him. In my experience, like I would just reset. I'm surprised you let that happen. Well, I mean, okay, sure. Let's just call me out. That's cool. <laughs> I'm kidding, but like well, he, just, he didn't he didn't let it fake happen. Sonic in lap fan three. over here. He reset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I fucked up once because I was, like, trying to get all the rings or whatever, and, and then uh, okay. Eggman got ahead, and I was like, well, I might as well reset. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
He very specifically did not let it happen. Charlie's like, wow, you didn't perfectly finish all three laps just, the first it, time? It, Fake I, fan. I mean, I guess I don't care about the rings as much, so I was just, like, just trying to beat it. The Right. So the, the races in this game and in the first game both gave me very strong uh, Sonic Rivals vibes. But like, yeah, but better. Yeah, but <laughs> even in this one where they're slightly worse. Yeah, I yeah. think in this, I think in this one, it's actually maybe worse. And I think, well, um, I think it's only it's because the, the three lap system basically means one third of the race is interesting. I mean, they still, I think they use that in Rivals Two specifically. That's that format where it was just well, laps. the boss. There was like boss fights that were just a circle. Yeah, I don't remember if there was actually like circuit level i think you might well be right, there was a circuit but it was remember. just like you would teleport once you finished it wasn't like a, an actual loop like in this game oh okay right it was like from friggin was it sonic drift that did that what no oh no it's sonic riders that has like a thing that just takes you to from the end of the lap to the beginning of the lap without oh, yeah. actually like going over there the like um... it's like almost a rail there, well no it's like a it's a launcher in one of them it's actually, it's a launcher in two of them, because it's like the spider rub launcher for the forest oh, yeah. area. And then there's like the crossbow? Oh, I mean, I mean, you could call, you could say that, but like, it feels more seamless, even if it's just a little cutscene, I think it works yeah. better than just like... Oh, no, it's a thousand a quick times quick flash to say, oh, you're here now. Yeah. I just mean that, like, those levels are not circuits. Right. But, like, it is obviously smoother, but... Like, I think the design philosophy in terms of racing game is very similar. There's, like, a reset. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't find them... They, they're efficient enough that I wasn't, like... I didn't get bored by the end of it. It yeah. just was not as interesting as it could have been. I, that, that pretty much mirrors my experience. I never found a race level, and I was like, oh, great, one of these again. <laughs> so, did they, did they make the... Um the worm tunnels longer or did they just make the first worm tunnel longer i think i don't know they're not terribly long i think i think it might be the same length and the first one i feel was a bit longer but i i still love no the worm. worm tunnels like i'm still a huge fan of them yeah there's no worm now though you're just going to you're just going to close another fissure just a regular tunnel um, and like you use your fire tunnel. and ice powers to not die and it's easily telegraphed when you're going to use them because you'll use the you'll use the ice powers in the lava tunnel and then the fire then the fire powers in the ice tunnels like it's just like you see lava okay switch powers it's not as like quick switch as like maybe yeah the challenge areas i guess i think i think that's right. probably maybe the worm tunnel's one weakness is that it uh the fire and ice swapping just isn't as cool as it is in the main gameplay. Yeah. Although you do need to like move around more just to mm -hmm. when you're on the grappling hook area. That's true. Yeah, I, I think that the general gameplay of the tunnel levels is still very strong. It's just the fire and ice mechanics specifically seemed like an afterthought yeah. as opposed to a primary design choice in the level. It was like, oh, you'll have to be fire to get through this area or ice to get through this one. And that's it. And those areas are almost always just tubes. They, they don't let you, like, deal with obstacles in any interesting way. Yeah. Dude, you know what's wild? <coughs> what's that? Sticks? Wait. Oh, it, is this thing was just saying, oh, it's the first time Amy's been playable in a handheld Sonic platformer since Sonic Advance 3. But I, it was almost the first her first appearance in a platformer playable at all, but Sonic 06 happened. Ooh. What? Hold, hold it. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking at a trivia section. <laughs> I got very, very confused by your statement. It was almost the first time she was playable in a platformer at all. Well, right. I, the, for her first appearance in a while. Okay, because the term platformer really fucked me up, because I was like, <laughs> she's playable in three of those, at least. So the last time Amy's been playable uh, was in 2006. What year did this game come out? 2014? That seems seems pretty close to 16. right. 2016. It took 10 years? Yeah, but obviously excluding the spin-offs because everyone's playable in those. When you say spin-offs, you just mean Mario and Sonic at the Like, not, not platforms, I guess, because this is technically a spin-off. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about, we're going to talk about Amy next. That's a good segue, right? Yeah, just go over, yeah. like, what she can do. Uh, she has a hammer. She can move pillars. All right, what do you guys and... think of Sonic 5? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she doesn't grab ledges like she does in that other game. She doesn't triple jump either, does she? I don't think I so. I believe not. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. I'm pretty sure it's only the one jump. Well, the two she, jumps. She really doesn't do a whole lot because there's not really much else. Yeah, she's got like a melee attack on the ground that has a pretty big area of effect if you want to play but it safe. melee attacks really don't matter because you can homing attack. Well, exactly. But that's why I said if you want to play it safe for some reason. She's got the melee attack. And then it's the... if you there, do, th That's like less safe. How do you figure? You gotta, you gotta stop. Cause you then you gotta get close to him. Hopefully they don't hit him. I don't know. It feels. When in doubt, homing attack. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. If you just want to mash the A button, there's nothing wrong with. It. Or I guess it's B button in this game, right? Yeah. But which is effectively the A button, but. It doesn't select things, does it? I I honestly don't know. The Nintendo games are kind of screwed up. <laughs> I mean, this is. That's also the way Sony games are in Japan. Yeah, that, that that's a whole debacle that I'm not prepared to get into right now. So anyway, Amy's Amy, all right. she, she, she throws, <laughs> she hit, she hits you with her hammer, and that's also a collectible you can get in the levels. If you get six hammers, you can unlock. Hey, you're Wait. you're moving in on my territory, champ. And we Listen, have. Listen, I was trying section. to give you a transition, <laughs> and I got overzealous. So you want to start it? Well, no, it's we have to talk about the bosses first. But ha hammer. <laughs> we'll get to the hammer in a minute. <laughs> Bosses? <laughs> this game has bosses? Should I have swapped these things in the docket? I, you know what? I don't know. I, think, I don't I think care. Amy and bosses maybe should have been swapped, but we're well past the point of return on that one. No one is even assigned to bosses, <laughs> by the way, so... That's true. You guys have at it. The, it's it's the, just your standard fare of multi-phase bosses. They've got, like, four health Like, there's, points? like, a... It switches phases like in the middle. That's true. And you do damage. Like it's just the little robot defect controlling some kind of machine. They're not particularly memorable. Do they all have four health points like the first one? Uh, no. There was one where it had six. Like it would have three different health points per phase. Interesting. But but like the basic idea is that you play as one character to accomplish a task, and then you switch characters to accomplish that task. And then rinse and repeat again, and then and the boss auto is switches up. usually. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have to hit buttons. It'll just like tell you who you need to be. And for the first one, there are fire and ice mechanics, and then but but they only affect Amy, or well actually no. It's I guess you have to play as fire Amy, and then you have to play as ice Sonic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You never actually have to switch outside of the the character switch, but basically Amy needs to like get through some obstacles to hit her hammer on a thing a bunch. And then once you hit her hammer on that thing a bunch, it opens up the enemy for Sonic to attack, and he uses ice to like get up some platforms and then do a homing attack, and then you just do that twice. And I assume a lot of the bosses are very similar. You use one character's key gimmick, and then after you've used it enough, it deals damage, and then you switch to Sonic to homing attack. Is that like the basic idea? Yeah. They they're all, they're all right. I mean, there was one where like you have to go as tail. Like the second phase is you play as tails, and you have to go through the little hover air pads to avoid bubbles that are being spouted up from the bottom. It's like a little bubble maze. And then the robot falls, then you hit the robot. Do you think that there are four bosses, and each one uses a character that's not Sonic, and then also Sonic? I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds about right. I only remember the one where I had to use Tails and Amy. I, there was like another boss I probably fought, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, they're like truly not super interesting, but they also aren't difficult enough for that to be a problem. Yeah. I think that that kind of sums up a lot of the game besides the levels themselves. It's just like, here are these odds and ends things you can do on the map, and they're pretty yeah. easy, and then you get on with the game. Yeah, I feel like. As another example of this, the Tails submarine levels are still present here, but they are separate nodes on the map that you can choose to do or choose to just ignore. Which is a Which is huge nice. improvement. <laughs> and you just have to like find two collectibles, but you don't have to like find a recon point. Yeah. Yeah, it's just get to the end and then you're done. Uh, there's also one other level type that I don't know if you are, are familiar with, but it's just a simple like, uh, uh, I guess, boating minigame. You play on a hovercraft and you reach the end. Avoid. It's it's much. It's very much like the submarine where you 
avoid mines and hit the clocks to keep your time. Okay, so it's just like a similar thing, but you're yeah. using a different craft. I was like about to compare it to like Sonic Rush Adventures thing, but that's more of a third person, not an overhead view. Yeah. But it definitely reminded me of it. Is this like top down then and you're moving on like the X and Y axis? There's not jumping or anything? Yeah. Oh, I did play this and I thought it was a little, a little bit boring because it was like auto scrolly at a speed that I found not engaging. Sure. And it doesn't let you go past the like forward point. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. it's like you have a time limit, but you can't speed up. So your control over how fast you go is like, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel very good to me. I can see that. I think that's got a lot to do with the way they frame it as a time limit because you're picking up the clocks. Yeah, like in the tail stage, that makes more sense because you're going from point A to point B at your own pace. So the faster your pace, the better your score will be. But in this case, like having time trial, like. Auto scroller sounds really weird. Yeah, I think if it was just a, a health bar, it would have felt way better. Cause I, I, cause it functionally is, cause your health is going down perpetually, and when which you get is hit, a timer. It goes down faster. Yeah, so I think if they just cut out it going down perpetually, and just made it its health, so if you get hit, it goes down. That would feel much better. And then your goal is like to get to the end with a certain amount of health left or something. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'd be fine with that. I do kind of like that you can just go around and do these little odds and end thing, odds and ends things real quick, because it feels good to just get shit in a collectathon, which is kind of yeah. what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't want to, you know, design full levels, but they still wanted to throw some more things around, it's it's fun to go over and just grab something real quick, as long as the task itself is not too heinous. Yeah. Yeah. And, s- and that the collectibles are a bit better than the last game, too, which is a running theme with this game. I think they're, like, placed slightly better. I, I do prefer the blueprints from the previous game, but everything else feels like a, yeah. a better experience here. So you've got three different collectibles. It's kind of four, um, but one of them... Yeah, it's, I would say four. Well, the thing is, so we'll talk about the fourth collectible at, at the end. But one of them is springs that you can get, and you can take those two sticks, and she's working on something, but I don't... Do they t- They're technically called junk. Yeah, but they, they look like springs on the overhead, or not the overhead. Yeah, map, they are just springs. But you take them to sticks, and she is doing something with them, and that in and of itself is funny enough to me that I don't mind not knowing what you get for getting them. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, it, it appears to be a robot, because... From the point I got, you could see kind of two legs, so I guess yeah, same here. the more you get, the more it builds up to, but I don't know what it does beyond that. But, like, the bit of her being like, just give it to me, I'm doing something, and you're like, what are you doing? And she's like, don't worry. <laughs> she's going to stage a coup, no worries. Honestly, I think I think what I like about Styx is that she can just be like, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna do something, I'm not going to tell you what it, what it is, and you're like... That's wacky enough that I don't mind. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> wacky enough that I will go and look for these. <laughs> and yeah, I'll just help out the the openly the open uh, uh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, sure. The moon landing was fake. Here's this uranium. <laughs> Even if it's mundane, that's like a different kind of wacky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like sticks is wacky enough that if it's mundane, that's a punchline. <laughs> And uh, the other the other key collectible that's around is these hammers. And if you bring them to Amy, you can unlock different hammers for Amy to wield. And it looks like there's like about 16 or so. All right. Yeah. It, like you get six or five, I think, in a given level. But they're basically a currency to get the other hammers. Well, no, I meant the, there are 16 hammers. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, it's a cute little aesthetic for a character you didn't get to play as in the last game, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think that anything that is like a cosmetic addition always makes it feel fun to grab things without making the game drastically different and having to balance around all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I do like cosmetic unlocks, even though I don't often really use them necessarily. Y- yeah, I still I believe, like them conceptually. I believe you've roasted cosmetic unlocks occasionally on the podcast. <laughs> so this is an interesting, 
Ta- change of okay. perspective. Taking one stance, then forgetting it, and then later taking a second stance is peak Isaiah. <laughs> Which is something that has also happened on the podcast several times. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find three of each of these collectibles in every main stage. So there will be three springs and three hammers. And they're hidden in very similar oh, ways. Oh, yeah. They're just tucked away in little nooks that you have to take a side road to get to. And yeah. I don't think that there's like a theme that you can pick up on that will tell you whether or not you're getting a spring or a hammer before you go and get it. I think they're just hidden exactly the same way. Yeah. And then there are also these, like, dragon rings? Is that what they're called? Oh, is that the third collectible you're going you're going for? Yeah, I think... I think they are dragon rings. I think that's what they're called. I wanted to talk yeah. about the three that are in every every main level first, and then we'll talk about the fourth weird one, because that one... Oh, it, well, then there's five, I guess. And then six if you count rings, but rings are in everything. Oh, okay, so I'm not counting the currency as a collectible. I was going to get to that at the end. Okay. Um. We're, oh, okay. So there are dragon rings... <laughs> And the way these work is that when you grab a dragon ring, it spawns nine more. And they are in, like, a string that you can follow. There's basically a straight line from one to another. So if you grab all ten in the line by accomplishing, like, little simple obstacles and just regular tasks you've been doing the whole level, but you have to do them a little faster now, you'll get... Is it, like, five of the green crystals? That that sounds right. It's like a it's like a little handful of these green crystals. And you can yeah. also get these crystals by destroying enemies and accomplishing like end of level tasks like beating it in a certain time and getting enough rings or rather having enough rings at the end of the level. And these crystals can be spent to unlock things like a little how do you describe they're like almost it's like fun concept facts. art and trivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But well, it's, and it's, it's like kind of joke trivia. Yeah, it's also not yeah. exactly concept art, like for the game, really. Right, it's for the cartoon. It's like notes, yeah, or whatever. And occasionally, it's not concept art. It's more like prop art. I, I guess is the best way to put it. It's like one yeah. of them is just like Eggman being a DJ. Like that's not concept <laughs> art. <laughs> there is, there is in one of them. There's an over nine thousand joke. Yes, yes, there is. Which. The year was 2016. I don't which know. Is, which it, is it, it less does, than 9,000. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I'd have liked it in 2016. Also, apparently the crystals are called Ragnium, and I guess that's like what Eggman is looking for in the plot. Yeah, they're like Chaos Shard replacements. Yeah. But you can also spend them to unlock music, and isn't there's a third thing, isn't there? A third collectible? No, 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 no. A third thing to spend the Ragnium on. Well, the the cutscenes are unlocked uh, when you view them. Oh, right. no, no. You know what? It was the um, race bots. Oh, okay. Yes. It's like a it's like a, a secondary stage that you unlock. Yeah. But the the other thing that you can get is the they call them trading cards, but they are definitely just puzzle pieces. It's kind of like how you got blueprints in the last game, but they were definitely just, like, pieces of machines. I don't even... It was weird. Yeah. But in this case, in each main level, there's the challenge room that we talked about, and when you get to the end of a challenge room, the thing you're going for is a trading card. And then also, each of the little secondary missions that you can do, like Tails Submarine, will get you another trading card. And then you can go to Knuckles... And if you have, like, six, you can trade them in for... Is it just, like, more art? I don't remember what it was. I went and got one, but I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna check right now. I might as well. Are you guys still there? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like, we're gonna probably edit out the silence, huh? I mean, you could also just talk about what you think of the, <laughs> of the collectibles while I'm looking for this. I like that the cartoon is being referenced because the other games were like before it, so I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's opening for the cartoon, especially when the cartoon came in. It's like, there is no mention of Lyric, and the NPCs are here to be like background characters and sometimes a key person, but honestly, you don't even see them. You don't even see other characters in this game, ironically. Yeah, there's yeah. no It's just Cliff the main or... crew and Eggman and little Defect, who's only in this game. I don't even know if Orban Cuba, I don't even remember seeing them at all. No, I don't, are, I don't are they 
Are they in Sonic Boom? Like, the show? Yeah, they're in the show. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Uh, apparently, you could get this game, possibly a pre-order bonus game, to come with, like, a DVD with a few episodes, and it showed Metal Sonic and Shadow on the cover, but I don't know if they're in this game, and I highly doubt it at this point. I mean, yeah, I feel like they would have, like, dropped the drop the hint on that by now. This this act of aggression cannot stand. <laughs> yeah, well, you that's said... A, that, 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 that's a line from the show. Oh, okay. Out of context. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Love to see it. So, uh... Is that, is that that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I could say more. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I'm just trying really hard to get, get to the, <laughs> the part in the game where I can find Knuckles. <laughs> I apologize. We'll just sit in silence for the next 45 seconds. I, okay. <laughs> well, how, how about this? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Sonic, Fire, and Ice. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thumbs up. That's Sonic a game. hard thumbs up. I <laughs> my thumb is rock hard, bro. I think I think I can confidently say I've enjoyed this game more than the first game. Interesting. Yeah. What What would you give it out of ten? <laughs> it's like the first time I've ever asked that. I think seven. <laughs> I think I'm gonna also say seven. Yeah, that's a pretty good safe number. No one's gonna get mad about the a last seven. game was like a six. Yeah. Charlie and I just agree in over here. I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, out of ten isn't good enough, because I feel like the previous game, like, I definitely would have kept playing that game. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is, like, seven. I, I feel like six is... I A 6.5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Well, and I feel like, I feel like the improvements between the games are very, like, tiny, Minor. but they add up. Yeah, it's like, this game is just, like, a little more fun to play. But yeah. the previous one is, like, certainly also fun to play. You know? It's weird. Everything's weird. Are you guys excited for the, the fourth Sonic Boom game? If only. <laughs> I think that, that train has sailed. That hurt to listen to. <laughs> that thing you yeah. said. Uh, our happened? next game is Rio 2016, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. We're going back to the Olympics, and then we're going to take a four-year break, and then... Uh, well, the Olympics will, but the next one won't happen, or at least it hasn't <laughs> happened as of recording. Yeah. Wait, hold it for a second. The trading and we skip the other Winter Olympics. The trading card, the trading cards, unlock rival race tracks. Rusty Roadway has been unlocked. Okay, let me go. Let me see if I can. What's a rusty roadway? <laughs> well, you see, when you decide to build your road out of metal and you don't take care of it. It gets rusty. Where, where is it though? I don't know. The Sonic trading cards unlock things. I'm sorry, I fucked up. I didn't do my research. <laughs> uh, so the next chicken. time, next time we're playing Rio, then we're playing Sonic Forces, then we're playing. Uh, no, it's, it's, no, 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 it's Mania. You're, you can't, you can't, you you are not allowed to say Rio and then Sonic Forces and then forget about what comes in between. <laughs> it's Rio Mania <laughs> Forces. Teams. What kind of like? Are you just like? There's no such thing as a good Sonic game. I'm a, I'm a fake fan. We never played Sonic 3 and Knuckles, my favorite game of all time. <laughs> I say There is no such thing as a good Sonic I game. I did. Would you believe that for the past, like, six months, my brain has not remembered that Sonic Mania exists? That thing that Isaiah factually said, which was, there is no good Sonic game, is a true statement. <laughs> I didn't say that. You that said was Charlie's, ago, Charlie put that in It's on recording. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm a fake fan. Yeah, a fake fan of Sonic games that aren't real. <laughs> I do love Sonic games that aren't real. Like Sonic Extreme and... Sonic and Adventure 3. So Sonic uh, Adventure 3 is real, it's fucking... Chow World Resort. <laughs> okay, you can find uh, us on Twitter. Sonic Crackers. Oh, God damn it. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at the No Spin Dash Zone at no spin dash zone and you can send your tweets there and if you would like to send us your emails you can use the email address no spin dash zone at gmail.com we're also occasionally on twitch like mostly for holidays uh you can also mean. find me on twitter at isaiah games that's i-s-i-a-h games i dead ass thought you were just gonna leave out the games part <laughs> i would never uh, follow me at Charlie is horse. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love I love our um, our 
juxtaposed energies. What is it? Great success. <laughs> no. Is that the board? I'm red? like I S I A H, and you're like, you can follow me at Charlie. That's is. EA Sports. It's it's in the games. EA Sports. It's in the Isaiah games. It's in the Isaiah games. He does game. It's not a lie. So so we'll spin you later. Sure. Dualize with me. Dualize <laughs> tongue. This our Bye. outro just becomes more of a train wreck as time goes on, and I love it. I think you could just replace outro with show, or perhaps existence. <laughs> Django dualize the gecko.